Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great day, evening, weekend, whenever it is you might be sitting down to listen to this podcast. My guest this week, I first heard about them this past fall. There was a CBC News article that came out about them and their career and getting involved with wrestling. That led me to reach out and this week they're joining me on the podcast. My guest this week is current Monster Pro Wrestling Women's Champion, The Matriarch. Now, we talk about the CBC article, we talk about getting into wrestling, uh, the training involved, just her experiences so far. We talk about the recent Tony Condello Northern Tour that she was a part of and what that was like for her, visiting all those small communities, the, the travel involved, all of that stuff. We talk about being a role model for Indigenous youth and so much more. So without further ado on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, The Matriarch. So leading up to this uh, interview, I know that we had talked a little bit and I was hoping that I would be able to call you champ at the time of this recording. And after last night's Monster Pro Wrestling event, I can do that. So let's let's talk a little bit about that card because I know you and the Sinister Sister have had quite the little feud going on the past few months. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been quite an epic feud and and thank you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been quite, quite the feud with sister and it kind of last night really was like an end of an era kind of for MPW. Mm -hmm. I know like me and sister have had quite the story and, and the story even goes back further to even before sister came to monster pro wrestling, the, um, the feud was really born from the carnival of chaos. And so mm -hmm. sister really kind of like emulated that and was able to come to the forefront and, and really give um, hell of a battle, you know, over the months. And we were really able to, you know, have a great story, but also really have a great ending to that story last night. So that's well, what it's I'm, all about. Oh, exactly. The, the storytelling and, and the matches. And I mean, Last night's card, I mean, I saw pictures up on Instagram, up on Twitter, and it was a packed house. Like, that was a fantastic turnout for MPW. Yeah, it was incredible. And, I mean, like, we um, had, like, record numbers for our door sales and stuff, too. So it was it was incredible just to see that many people out and just to have the response from the fans that we've been getting and um, new fans and lots of returning fans. There's fans that are there every month like they don't miss a show and they're they're waiting outside the doors before the doors are even open <laughs> so it's just like the the response and the love that we get from our Edmonton fans is is top tier and I mean MPW Must Pro has been doing shows here in Edmonton for 20 years so mm -hmm. it's the product that they know that they've had the time to love and continue to to come and show up in in droves you know well, I, I think it's always nice when you have some of these independent promotions and you always have the the fans who stick through it thick and thin, that they'll always be going to the shows and you have that core group. And then you, through word of mouth, through, you know, uh, you know, promotion on Instagram and Twitter and all that, you see, you see it and then it brings in more fans. So the fact that this is able for you guys, I, I love to see it. 
yeah, no, and it's a, it's just amazing to be a part of. And I remember kind of like towards the end of last year, like I was telling Massive, who is the heart and soul and owner and founder of Monster Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. I was telling him like, you know, like I think 2023 is going to be a huge year for us. And and so far, like it it's already been incredible. Like this, the first three months of this year have just been incredible for us as individuals, but us as a family, like, like with monster pro wrestling, we really are a family mm-hmm. and, and for us as a total, it's been incredible, but also like all as individuals, we've had a really, really amazing year so far. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, your 2023 has been incredible because I know a few months ago you were a part of the Tony Candelo Northern tour Yes, and, and that was a huge opportunity. And let's, let's hear about that because I mean, from the get-go, I know you were pumped up for it, excited. And I mean, I was stoked to hear about you getting that opportunity. So how did this come to be? So yeah, like I was I was completely stoked and just like honored to um be asked to be a part of it. I Massive has, I think that was his eleventh tour. Oh, so wow. he is a northern tour veteran. And him and Tony Candelo go way back. So massive is really the the reason you know not only that it like massive has been a huge driving force behind like everything that i've been doing you know like i wouldn't Mm -hmm. be here without him you know Mm -hmm. like he's been the driving force behind getting me involved with wrestling and like taking me this far getting me involved with the um with the northern tour and so yeah it was just a it was an honor to be a part of that it was just incredible experience um the tour itself, but also on that tour, we had um, a film crew and a documentary crew following us and documenting everything, like all the amazing things that happened. So that's coming out. They're editing it right now and it's in kind of like post-production mode. Um, and that's expected to come out uh, in 2024. Okay. And that'll be airing on CBC and a few other different networks. And they're hoping to really kind of get it out there. So that's exciting to see that kind of come, come to fruition and, and just to be a part of that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long were, were you all on the road for with that tour? <laughs> so that whole little stretch was crazy because um, we had like, even before that tour started, we had our two show, like the week before we left on that tour, we had the two shows in Caribou County that we always do at the end, the last weekend of the month. Then the very first weekend of the month here in Edmonton, we have our Edmonton show. So that was on Friday. Then Monday we hit the road to Winnipeg Mm -hmm. and we got there. Um, We left for the tour, had our first show on that tour on Wednesday was on where we were on that tour for I don't know, it was just over two weeks. Okay. And then um then we drove all the way back to BC and had another couple two had another couple shows there. Mm-hmm. Then we came back to Edmonton and had our Edmonton show here and then we drove up to Slave Lake and had our Slave Lake show there. So that whole stretch was just bonanza you know like it was insanity 
That, that's I like had a month worth of shows almost. Yeah, I had 19 shows. I had 19 matches in 30 days. And it was just like, yeah, it was really, really go, go, go. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the tour, the Northern tour was incredible to mm-hmm. be a part of it and, and just kind of really cemented that this is what I want to do and that I can do this because that was the the hardest part. Like wrestling was the easy part. The hardest part was like getting up at like god awful early hours in the morning and like being stuck in the vehicles for so long <laughs> and like the bush roads are so bumpy. So there was like I remember the first day on the bush roads, we were all very nauseous. <laughs> like we're all like pull over, <laughs> even in the snow, and like yeah, stocking up on gravel was an mm-hmm. important uh, part of that. So but yeah no the tour was just it was an amazing thing to be a part of and and honestly wrestling was the easy part it was really the um the traveling that really gets you but Mm -hmm. just being able to see that i can i can actually rise to that yeah yeah i mean it's the northern tours are something that people have talked about for years i mean for (laughs) the past you know 30 years or so you would hear about it you'd hear about i mean some of the top Canadian wrestlers today, you know, your Jericho's yeah. edges, you know, so like it's been almost, I don't want to say a tradition for wrestlers, but it's a, an opportunity that very few get the chance to, but everyone who does has great things to say about it. Yeah, no, it's definitely a legendary tour in its own mm-hmm. right. And I mean, like Tony Candelo is a national treasure. So just, <laughs> Just being able to go and spend that much time with him and get to really, um, you know, get to know him mm-hmm. was was amazing in its own right. But then being able to go into these communities and experience, um, like my experience every night was because these are all like mainly indigenous. Like these are indigenous communities that yeah. we're going into, and so to be able to go into these communities as an indigenous female wrestler. Um, it was incredible. And and the reception that I got night after night, at first I thought it was like, Oh, that was just like a one-off kind of thing, but it just, mm-hmm. it continued to happen night after night after night. And so I, I started to really kind of reflect on that and realize that these, these kids like who would just rush me night after night, like it was just, I was just getting swarmed by the youth out there. And I started to really reflect on that and and realize that they, you know, as soon as they heard my music playing, they hear like the drums. I I, I come out to like uh, the hallucination, electric powwow. And so they hear the powwow drums and they recognize that. And then I come out and they see me in my regalia and it's like they can identify with that. And so it was really, really powerful to see how they... Um, they reacted to the matriarch and how they received the matriarch i think that it's incredibly important you know because i mean as you mentioned yourself uh, a woman indigenous and to have that you know to be able to see that in front of them that you know Mm -hmm. like okay this is something like they might not be you know get that sort of thing all the time or be you know have it you know know that it's out there so to see that it's something that like you know it's I don't want to say uplifting, but it's, you know, it's like, okay, it's a, it's a, oh, I'm I'm getting tongue tied now, but like, it's a, it's a huge deal for them to see that. Yeah. And it was really, it was really overwhelming 
in a good way for me, like, mm-hmm. honestly, I'd say probably like the first three, four nights on tour, like I cried myself to sleep every night. Cause it was just so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, the importance of it, like it was overwhelming to be able to be, to play that role, to be that role mm-hmm. out there, especially because, you know, like growing up, um, as an indigenous youth and even now in in our society like the only really the only real time you ever really hear about indigenous women like the most times you hear about indigenous women is when we're being raped or murdered you know like you don't get to hear a lot of these success stories and so I think it's really important to be uplifted and to be celebrated in those moments when you know we are strong and resilient and courageous and you know all the things instead of you know being found in a landfill and nobody cares Mm -hmm. so it's it's those stories and those you know instead of having that message repeatedly because that's the message that's repeatedly given is that you know like there's another indigenous woman who was found murdered and left in a landfill and like Mm -hmm. nobody cares it's it's there's there's that constant media that it just gets washed over and there's no outcry and there's no it just gets pushed under the rug you know so to really have that moment as an indigenous woman it's very it's sounds weird but it's it's really healing and I've had a a really kind of like healing experience I guess throughout wrestling it's really Mm -hmm. been um uplifting and really changed my life for the better um uh no I know from like hearing about your story because the first I heard about uh, everything that you know your wrestling career was the CBC article that came out uh last fall by uh, I want. Uh, I know I'll pronounce the name wrong, but I think it's uh, Ashita Verma who wrote it. And, yes. Yeah, and she talked about you know you're getting into wrestling from the start, and I mean that it was something that I didn't know about. You know the the show that MPW had put on in support, um, mm-hmm. and then you wanting to get involved with wrestling, and then so like w- earlier when you mentioned how you know, of a huge uh, influence massive has been on your career. I mean, it it literally has been from the very beginning. Exactly. And that's why, like, like people don't, a lot of people don't, might, might not know that, but like me and massive go way back and it's, it's deeper than wrestling, you know, like, and, and through wrestling, you know, massive has really taken me under his wing and has really become like a father figure to me and has been, you know, the mentor that I've needed in my life. And mm-hmm. so, I'm really, really grateful for everything he's he's done right from the start, and that's going back like ten years ago this May. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had one more question about the the northern tour, and then I'll, I'll keep going. But on those long car rides, I mean, well, first off, who's picking the music, and second, how do you guys pass the time while you're driving? Um, we usually we would give like everybody a chance to kind of okay. have some 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 DJ time <laughs> and yeah, like for the most part, we all got along like in our, there was, there were several different vehicles, but in our vehicle, team awesome shout out. Um, we, we had a great, we had an awesome group of people and um, I don't know, we just laughed and joked. Mm-hmm. So that's why like, even though the, the car rides are the hardest part and the most tedious part, the car rides were actually like some of the most funnest parts too. Cause mm-hmm. like, 
we're just cracking jokes the whole time and just being like ridiculous. And I mean, I don't know if you've interviewed enough wrestlers or not to realize <laughs> that like we're all kind of a little, you know, <laughs> we're all kind of a little crazy sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sticking us all in a vehicle for that long, there was definitely a lot of just crazy jokes said, a lot of crazy shit said, but also just like reflecting sharing our stories opening up to one another and really we're really fortunate with this tour to have such a great group of people because we all really bonded and and we're all really able to connect Mm -hmm. and so I don't know those those car rides were definitely treasured as well you know there's a lot of a lot of gems in those car rides Right. It's good to have that. I mean, I know, uh, I think Bobby Shink was up there for the tour as well. Yeah. Levi Knight. Um, yes. And I know there's a few others, but uh, it was quite the mixture of uh, wrestlers that you had up there for that. Yeah, no, definitely some real characters. And like, <laughs> like I said, we all got along. We all became like, a, you know, like a really tight group. We got stuck in God's River for okay. five days. And so we were just like stuck in a school. And this is like quite early on. <laughs> this is like the first week of the tour, right? And so this is really quite early on in the tour. And we ended up spending, like I said, five days at God's River, just stuck in a school. And I'm like, this is no longer a documentary about wrestling. It's a documentary <laughs> of us being like stuck in the school. But I mean, we all ended up like hanging out. And it was like the greatest slumber party ever. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing like Mario Party and we're like, <laughs> I don't know, it was awesome. And then we ended up like filming our own movie, like our own, like, we're like, screw the documentary, we're going to make our own movie. And so we made this like super campy, funny horror mm-hmm. short, which ended up just being like a 10 minute long commercial for a sweet Bobby Shink syrup. <laughs> <laughs> So it was just like a lot of great, great memories. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Out of all the like wrestling, you know, merchandise that people have for sale, I never imagined I'd see syrup for sale. No, but... that's my favorite. I need to like, that reminds me, I need to stock up on some sweet Bobby Shing syrup here. <laughs> the, the kids love it too. So as soon right? as he pulls that out, they're right there. That's what I'm saying. Like my son was having his breakfast yesterday and he had waffles and everything. And I was like, man, all it's missing is a sweet Bobby Shane syrup. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to go back to that article that was written, I mean, you are seeing what I'm very happy about is you're seeing more articles promoting the, the, indigenous representation the indigenous wrestlers that are out there because yourself sebastian wolf and i think this is a huge thing for a lot of the indigenous youth out there today to see that to see that you guys are able to do that and put more awareness for you know the stuff that has happened before with um residential schools with how you know the missing women that are being found in landfills and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. this is it's shining a light on a bigger problem that might not normally get that uh, notice, which I think is huge. For sure. And I think that was like, I don't know, we just keep going back to the tour, but I mean, that was another thing um, that was able to be highlighted, I think by the documentary. And I'm glad that they were able to capture some of these things and kind of bring that to, to light, to show the reality of these Northern communities. I mean, there's places where we're paying $150 for a flat of water. Mm-hmm. And some of these communities are on boil water advisories, you know? And so it's like, why, 
is a necessity, a life necessity, like water costing that much, you know, or like just, um, just the, the adversities that some of the Northern communities face. I'm glad that that was able to kind of be brought to light. Um, and yeah, I'm just so really just thrilled to be a part of this kind of indigenous uprising. And you see it, like you've been seeing it everywhere in, in the fashion industry, in the entertainment industry, like you've been seeing this indigenous uprisal of indigenous people and just indigenizing all of these different industries. And it's incredible to see, and it's incredible to be a part of, and like you said, like I'm super proud of Sebastian with, mm-hmm. with all the success that he's been able to get with um, the AEW and just kind of furthering his career. Um, also, his manager, the manager of State of Emergency, is another amazing, beautiful, beautiful Indigenous woman who is uh, stepping into the professional uh, wrestling world in her own right as well. Mm-hmm. So she's another up and coming Indigenous wrestler that, you know, it's just helping us really spread the word and put indigenous people on the map. For sure. Um, I mean, we mentioned, you know, your start with uh, getting into wrestling with MPW. Um, that was where you started training and all that. What, when you first went there, you were like, I'm going to get into wrestling. I want to be a wrestler. What was the training like for you? How, like your thoughts going into it? How were you feeling? Cause that was only about a year ago, correct? Yeah. This this month was actually my anniversary show too so it was like like the timing and everything was just amazing so this month last year was my first appearance with monster pro wrestling and i came out i had a i had a fancy dancer come and dance me out into the ring and like i just cut a promo and and promised to indigenize monster pro wrestling and then we fast forward a year and here we are but i mean when i first first started it was really intense and i was still had my hands in a lot of different things. Like I was always really involved in our urban indigenous community. And I was still really involved in like the fashion industry and our fashion community here. And just had my hands in a lot of different things Mm -hmm. in the beginning. And so training, it's like you're expected to be there three, four nights a week for a few hours every night. And working and everything, it just kind of like, it was all very overwhelming being a single mom and just trying to wear, do all of these things and be, everything and it wasn't until really September Masso sat me down um and just told me like look if uh if this is what you want to do like you have to commit to this and that's when I really like buckled down and got serious and went all in and said like I I just want to focus on wrestling now for the next six months and get ready for the tour mm-hmm. um and now that that's kind of behind me I just I, I want to go harder. So I, I told myself like now for the next year, that's what I want to focus on is really, really learning and getting like the ins and outs of the business, really, really trying my best to understand the business and, and really trying to elevate my, my technique as a wrestler as well. Yeah. So, so that's my focus for the next 12 months anyways. And well, I, I like that, you know, you had that conversation in September and, you know, for the next six months you were going hard and then, you know, you had the tour, you had this last event with MPW, which was a huge success. And it's like, you're setting these goals and you're reaching them. So to be like, Hey, in a year's time, I'm going to go hard and see where I can go. I mean, I love, I love the, the initiative and just like the goals for that, you know, like 
I'm going to go all out for this. I want to do it and I'm going to do it. That's what I'm taking from it. Well, and that's the beautiful thing with wrestling is that really like you get in what you put out, you know, and like if you're there and you're you're showing up and you've got a good attitude and you're ready to like you're hungry to learn that, you know, that that'll that'll take you far. So that's mm -hmm. really just the the era I'm in right now is just hungry to learn more. Mm -hmm. Um, other than massive, who else was uh instrumental in your training there at Monster Pro? Um, I say really like massive has been, you know, the first and like, that, like he is an absolute pillar, you know, mm -hmm. um, but really just in like our day to day training, he performs under the name prankster Pete. He, yeah. um, he is amazing and he, not just me, but like everybody on our crew he will just give his heart and soul he will take the craziest bumps he'll do whatever you need him to do like he's like we joke and tell him like that he's like our little crash test dummy because he is down <laughs> for whatever you know like he'll take whatever bump you ask him to do so i mean having someone like that that just wants to help and will bump literally bump for you to mm -hmm. you know help you get better over and over and over like i like <laughs> ddt'd him like 10 times in one practice one time you know like and he'll just get up and keep doing do you want to do it again do you want to do it again <laughs> like no. yeah let's keep like, going right? <laughs> but so he's amazing and just like an absolute wealth mm -hmm. to the team and like i said another like an absolute pillar to not just me but everybody on our crew so i mean so much love for him but also i mean in this in this epic feud with sister i've really learned a lot for her and she's really been instrumental in my training and really um just learning how to how to work in different ways and how to continue to take you know that work to a higher level mm -hmm. um and just also because i mean she was really really green too like when she came to us you know and 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 seeing her blossom has just been really inspirational, you know? And so that's also like a huge push for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when she first came, like she didn't even want to get into the ring. Cause she kept telling herself, like, I can't do that. I'm like, girl, obviously you can't do that. If you're not even going to get in the ring, like yeah. clearly, like you gotta, you gotta get in the ring to at least try it before you're telling yourself you can't do it, you mm -hmm. know? And then, so like, seeing her come from that thinking that she couldn't do that to seeing her be like the champ and seeing her have like all of these moments and seeing her really step into that and really be, you know, an integral part of everything that we did. Um, so she has been just huge for, for this whole process as well. Right. One thing that like I love about wrestling and that you've mentioned throughout is just the, the incredible community vibe that monster pro has where it's like nobody's out there just looking out for themselves you know like mm -hmm. the, the rising tides raise all ships sort of mentality where like everyone wants to see everyone else succeed you know perform the best that everyone can and put on an incredible show for the fans exactly there's no there's no room for egos in the ring you know like there's that show and like the heels will always put that on or whatever but yeah. i mean at the end of the day um there's no room for ego like we all have to keep each other safe and I mean like 
every match, there's always at least three people in the ring, you know, there's the two opponents and then there's a ref and everybody has, you know, such an important part of it. It's even like further than that. There's like the behind the scenes people, you know, there's the lady that takes the tickets at the door. There's the lady that sells all our merch. There's the guy who announces, there's the guy who's running sounds and lights and like, you know, we all come together the night before or just before a show and we'll put the ring together after a show. We'll all take the ring apart, load it up, sweep and mop the floors, you know, mm-hmm. and like we all do that together. And it's part of what really makes us a strong team as well. Yeah. Um, now, I know when AEW was here in Winnipeg, I was walking around on the floor and I didn't realize it till afterwards, but there you were just sitting there enjoying the show. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it wasn't until like a week later, I saw a picture. I was like, oh shit, that was her. But uh, <laughs> yeah, what, I had what to was fly your, out there. Yeah. What was your experience like for that? It was incredible. I mean, I, there was no way I was missing that show. I had to fly out there to go and show support for, of course, my coach and my boy mm-hmm. Levi. So like, it was just amazing to see them up on the big stage you know yeah. it was so incredible and i was there just mark it out right like <laughs> and, believe it or not like i um i was like, kind of ashamed to say this like but that was actually the first wrestling show i've been to that hasn't been like a, a monster pro wrestling show <laughs> yeah so i don't know it was incredible to see all of that right mm-hmm. and to obviously see like my coach who has worked so hard and given so much to this industry to really have, you know, like to get that moment. And, um, and of course I was so proud to see Levi there and see him doing his thing with gold dust. And it was just so cool to be like, yeah, like I was, I was right up by the, the rails, like just screaming my face off. It was so awesome. I mean, it was a great show for you to, for that to be like your first one to go to. I mean, the crowd yeah. was hot all night, you know, so like to see that, it just added like another level to go into a live show. Yeah. You know, what was really crazy though. When I was there, um, just, I was talking with some of the documentary people and then all of a sudden I heard someone yelling like matriarch. And I was like, okay. So I went <laughs> and I seen that this guy was um, in the back row um, sitting there in his wheelchair and he so I went up to him and I thought I recognized him because we have um we have like a whole diverse community that comes to our our wrestling shows. And I thought I recognized him from one of our wrestling shows. And so I was like, oh hey. And I mean, like clearly, like he knew who I was. Like he called me, he called me over by my <laughs> wrestling name, you know. So I was like, oh hey, like are you coming to the next show? Like I thought he was one of our fans from Edmonton that flew in to Winnipeg to see AEW. And He's like, oh, I'd love to. Like, where is it at? I'm like, Alberta Avenue, where it's always at. You know, and he's like, oh, I'm from Toronto. So I was like, how do you know who I am? So it was kind of, that was cool. It's crazy in this day and age, just how far like wrestling can spread just to like, you know, someone who's three provinces over knows who the hell you are. And you're like, how did this happen? Right. So that's really cool. And it's always like really surprising and like, yeah, definitely really humbling and just like, it's cool. cool I feeling. mean, you, you saw, as you mentioned, you know, Levi was there, Massive got a match and like so many of the, you know, like independent wrestlers throughout Western Canada, you know, getting this. Yes. Chance. Like when you see that and like you're a year into wrestling 
and you've got the drive and determination. I mean, for yourself, I mean, what do you have to do so that you're getting that next opportunity? That's what I'm really hoping for. Like, I'm hoping that now I know a few people that are, you know, kind of getting their foot in the door. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that um, maybe I can get my foot in the door. You know, I don't even know if I feel ready, but I don't know if I'll ever feel ready mm-hmm. for that. You know, and I think that's kind of one of those things that you just got to jump in and do it. But that's also another reason why I really, really, really want to just focus on Mm -hmm. getting better so that I can rise to those kind of opportunities and feel worthy of those kind of opportunities. Because, yes, I would love to be on that stage as well. And I think that I I I believe that I could do it, you know, like I love I love the Oilers. Let's go Oilers. (laughs) Um, And when I this when I came uh, to Rogers place for the home opening of the 2022, 23 season, I was telling my friend, I was like, you know what? We're walking around Rogers place. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wrestle in this building one day. Like I'm going to wrestle in this venue one day. And AEW will be here July 5th. I don't know if I'll be ready, for that, but I'm going to hope and like put it out to the universe that maybe I'll get booked for one of those. I hope One of those so. matches or something. I don't know. I think it would just be amazing to be a part of. So I'm going to manifest that for myself and just continue to work towards that because that's the dream, right? It, it would be uh, like another incredible, like a chapter to this incredible story that you've had for your wrestling career so far. So, I mean, I've got my fingers crossed that hopefully it, it, the next two months just go really great for you and it pans out. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, like I said, it's just like crunch time to really focus like I, there's no time to really even take your foot off the pedal right it's just like pedal to the metal full full gear so mm-hmm. that's it we're just going to continue like back to training monday morning or monday evening and business as usual mm-hmm. so. um i got a few more for you then i'll let you go you can enjoy your saturday um <laughs> now i like to ask every guest i have for a match recommendation so one that you're a fan of that you think the listeners should go check out just one that you've seen. It doesn't have to be one of your own, but anything yeah. you want to suggest. Well, I mean, the first one that comes to mind right now, I would say like, if, if, if you were crazy enough to miss WrestleMania last weekend, <laughs> you definitely have to go and check out the Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley match. Oh, that so. match was incredible right that's definitely one that comes to mind but also the second and like i'd say they're like the same level so i can't just pick one but that was the first one that came to mind because it's most recent but definitely um the sandra rosa and Britt baker feud when they they had their the end of their kind of era their story there when thunder Mm -hmm. rosa took that belt and I mean, when you see, you know, like matches like that and they're getting, because for so many years, I mean, matches with women would just be relegated to like, you know, an opening match. It was almost like an afterthought, but seeing them get the opportunity to, you know, main event shows and being in that co-main event spot and arguably the Charlotte Rhea match should have. It should have. Definitely. It's come so far that it's like, you see that and it's got to be like, fuck yeah. Like we're taking over something. Exactly. And that's why, like, it's just, it's incredible to be a part of. And I know, like, Luna Fashan's just up there smiling down, <laughs> you know? Like, yes. Like, yes. You know, like, these girls are doing it. And that's, you know, that's what it's about. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have for upcoming shows in the near future? Uh, this will be coming out in about a week from now, week and a half. So what do you, what do you have coming up? So we are back in Caribou County as usual for every weekend of the month. And we usually do two shows out there um, every weekend of the month. And then, yeah, we're back to Alberta Ave. It'll be the first weekend of May. And um, and we're even starting to expand our territories into Slave Lake as well. And nice. we've got some exciting rodeo, uh, rodeo and wrestling shows uh, planned for the summer. So there's a, there's a lot of things to be excited about in Monster Pro Wrestling. But I mean, I'm really excited for the uh, rodeo and wrestling, you know, the way, the way it was intended. (laughs) That'll be a good time. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's exciting for sure. That's August long weekend that we'll be doing that. And and that's going to be in Edmonton? I can't remember where I'm sorry. I should have known this, but we were just told about this last night. So, so stay tuned for more details as they come. Yes. Yeah. But like I said, we always have our end of the month shows in Caribou County. And then the first weekend of the month, we always have our shows here in Edmonton. Perfect. Um, Now for those listening, I mean, where can they find you on social media? I am on Instagram at deadliest diva or I'm, uh, I'm also on Facebook. You can find my, my Facebook page at uh, the matriarch indigenous wrestling diva. I believe it is. Perfect. Sage, thank you so much for doing this. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor to be your guest. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, The Matriarch, for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Definitely shoot her a follow on her social media and make sure you watch for her at some of those upcoming dates. Thank you to her and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at Pod. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, up on all podcast streaming platforms, email grainmakerpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find me doing some streaming up on Love Wrestling. So definitely check out their Twitter, check out their Twitch stream. Some big things happening up on there. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.